Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I still believe. Yes. All right. Hello, somebody. And I'm getting there right now. I'm yes. imagining myself standing in this new sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. Yes. Y'all get on y'all post over there. All right. Maybe by the time you get on your post over there, we'll be able to build it. Hello, somebody. All right. Yeah, right. You got to get there before you get there. Yes, man. That's what yes. faith is. Amen. We believe. Bethlehem. Get yes. it right. God is getting us right. He's purging our church. Yeah. Uh, now, when God purged the church, it, 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 it's nothing. Uh, uh, that's a bad thing. When you purge a plant, you got to take off the dead parts so that they won't soak up all the good that's going on. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Hello, somebody. All right. And, and you purge something, not that it might die. You purge it that it might be what? More fruitful. Hello, somebody. And God wants us as a church to be more fruitful. And that's why Bethlehem. That's why he's getting us right. Hello somebody. In Jesus name. We started the beginning of this month on Wednesday. The new month. Talking about a series that's entitled. uh, Getting it right with the matriarchs. This is a study of the women in the Bible. Right. Women in the Bible have played a very important role in biblical history. Right. And also in the life of this church. We are here today and worshiping today because there were women, women of faith. Many who I've never met but I've heard about who served the Lord. And we have modern day women of faith right here sitting in this sanctuary right. right now. Amen. Who's serving God with all their hearts, mind, and soul. We're standing on what Jesus told this woman, Luke chapter 8, 48. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. 
this. So we're studying the women of faith. But we're going to learn from all of this. Even kingdom men are going to learn from the women of all right. faith. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. All right. Uh, because faith in God is really not a, a, a gender thing. Faith works for a man and a woman in the same way that we believe in God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. We're going to be looking at another woman of faith. Yeah. This woman of faith, we're going to learn about the faith of Samaria. And Samaria. you can learn of her story in John chapter 4. And go back home and read the whole chapter. We're going to see the, the, the blessings of this woman of faith. And we're going to stand and read the word of God in reverence to the word of God. I want you to stand right now uh, saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. I'm going to stand on this word. Let's read this out loud together at the same time. We're reading John chapter 4, verses 39 through 42. One on three. Two. Three. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Amen. You may be seated at the household of the Lord. I want you to go back and read this chapter for yourself. She's a very familiar figure. Right. But we're going to learn the message of the faith of Samaria. We're going to talk about a divine appointment, a divine assertion, a divine announcement, and a divine abundance. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should be saved by putting their faith in God. And you say, preacher, that kind of sounds like an oxymoron that Christians should be saved by putting their faith in God. And I put it that way because the woman in the text uh, she knew her Bible. She knew about God and had a theological conversation with Jesus there at Jacob's well. She knew the doctrine and she was an ex- expecting a Messiah. She knew the word, but she really didn't know the God of the word. Hello, somebody. And one of the things that we've got to do today is, is that we've got to get people in church saved. Because the fruit of their lives is not manifesting a godly life. And we see that in, in her life because Jesus told her about herself. Told her about a love life. Said you... Uh, he asked about a husband, and uh, guess what? She wasn't uh, with a husband. She was shacking. She was living together. She had had five husbands, 
and the one that she was with was not her husband. And so her lifestyle would seem to, to, to say that, that she had a, a religious kind of knowing, but she really didn't know the Savior. She really didn't know God because her lifestyle up to that point had not evidence that she knows God. Hello, right. somebody. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. So, so as a result, she had a conversation with Jesus. And we come on the scene. I want to share this poem that I talks about who she was. Of little importance. I am a woman of no reputation, say that which is that. You whisper as I pass by and cast judgmental glances, though you don't really take the time to look at me or even get to know me. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And Otherwise, what's the point in doing either one of them in the first place? I want to be known. I want someone to look at my face and not just see two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and two ears, but to see all that I am and could be, all my hopes, loves, and fears. That's too much to hope for, to wish for, or pray for, so I don't, not anymore. Now I keep to myself, and by that I mean the pain that keeps me in my own private jail, the pain that's brought me here at midday to this well. To ask for a drink is no big request, but to ask it of me, a woman unclean, ashamed, used and abused, an outcast, a failure, a disappointment, a sinner, no drink passing from these hands to your lips could ever be refreshing, only condemning, as I'm sure you condemn me now, but you don't. You're a man of no distinction, though of the utmost importance, a man with little reputation, at least so far. You whisper and tell me to my face what all those glances have been about, and you take the time to really look at me but don't need to get to know me for to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And you know me. You actually know me. All of me and everything about me. Every thought inside and hair on top of my head, every hurt stored up, every hope, every dread, my past, my future, all I am and could be. You tell me everything. You tell me about me. Yeah. And that which is spoken by another would bring hate and con. Condemnation coming from you brings love, grace, mercy, hope, and salvation. I've heard of one to come who would save a wretch like me, and here in my presence you say I am he. To be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And I just met you, but I love you. I don't know you, but I want to get to you. Let me run back to town. This is way too much for just me. There are others, brothers, sisters, lovers, haters, the good and the bad, sinners and saints, who should hear what you told me, who should see what you showed me, who should taste what you gave me, who should feel how you forgave me. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. And they all need this too. We all do. Need it for our own. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Praise. A divine appointment that would change her very life. A divine appointment that could change the life of this church. One woman, her appointment with God would cause revival to happen within that town. Right. Oh, and Jesus would uh, to, to, to talk to this one woman uh, of ill repute uh, would have to cut across uh, the lines uh, of racism. Uh, oh, because we know uh, that Jews hated uh, the Samaritans. As a matter of fact, uh, they would go all the way around Samaria, Samaria, Samaria before they would go straight through to get to where they were going. That was that much uh, hate that was going on, that much prejudice that was going on. But Jesus said, uh, I've got to go through. Uh, uh, have an appointment uh, with this woman, uh, the God uh, of the 
universe had an appointment by Jacob's well to speak to this woman that revival would come. He, he had to overcome racism, sexism, because they normally wouldn't talk to a woman. Hello, somebody. He had an appointment. And I'm praying that God would save our church through this appointment. Oh, a lot of times we want to oh, reach a lot of people. Hello, somebody. But really, you don't have to reach a lot of people to have oh, a fruit. As a matter of fact, if you want to have an apple tree, you just plant what? One seed. Hello, somebody. Oh, and God is saying oh, that he wants to use one seed. Oh, and that one seed will cause revival in this place. But he's got to give us, oh, somebody here today, he's got to give us a divine appointment. Say to your neighbor, 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 oh, neighbor, oh, let the Lord send me on this appointment. Let the Lord send me on this appointment. Oh, 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 many of you don't know unless you go to Sunday school. An evangelist, oh, by the name of Mordecai Ham. Many of you don't know him. Oh, but oh, Mordecai Ham was a Southern Baptist uh, oh, revivalist. Uh, oh, and you don't know him, uh, but you do know him uh, because it was through his crusades. Uh, oh, that guess who got saved? Uh, Billy Graham uh, got saved to his uh, revival. Oh, and it was that one man, uh, oh, that one man that uh, dared to preach the gospel uncompromising. Uh, oh, that one man that didn't have to preach uh, to the crowd. That one man had a divine appointment with that young man by the name of Billy Graham. Oh, and a lot of things that you don't know about this one man because many times we think that God can't use us. This, uh, this evangelist, if you ever heard him speak, he really sounds like he has some problems because he can't speak that well. Hello, somebody. And if you hear him preaching, you'll wonder whether he has, oh, some issues. Hello, somebody. Because he kind of slurs his word like somebody that's had a stroke. That one man, he would talk. And when you think of Billy Graham, Billy Graham spoke so eloquently. Hello, somebody. God used an uneloquent man to reach him where he was. He had a divine appointment. And that's why we need all preachers on deck. Hello, somebody. You say, I don't preach like Pastor Eton. Guess what? You don't have to preach like Pastor Eton. I don't preach like a Tony Evans. Oh, I don't preach. Hello, somebody. Oh, like oh, other preachers that you heard. And I don't teach like anybody else. Hello, somebody. You just allow God to use you. And when you allow him to use you, guess what? Revival can take place. And revival doesn't have to happen with a thousand people. Getting saved. Oh, it could be that one person. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. One person could change this ministry around. One person in town getting saved. And we're praying that God will send you on a divine appointment and he will turn oh your talk from religious talk to relationship talk. Oh, and you began to talk about who God is. Hello, somebody. She had a divine appointment. Say to your neighbor, 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 oh neighbor, pray that God would send me on a divine appointment with one person that could turn this church around. 
Hello, somebody. It wasn't a divine appointment. One person, we don't, uh, one person, hello, somebody. And when she had that divine appointment, she, again, she knew her theology. She knew it as she talked to him about uh, the things of God. But Jesus, oh, didn't want to talk religion. Jesus wanted to talk relationship. So what Jesus did is he told her about herself. Hello, somebody, somebody on the exterior would have taught her this woman on the to be saved. She knows uh, all that she needs to know about uh, oh, the Messiah. Oh, but she knew about the Messiah, but she didn't know the Messiah. Hello, somebody. She knew the theology. Oh, like many people in our churches today, they know the theology of the church. Uh, they can talk about what's in forward, but if you ask them, do they know Jesus? Can you recognize Jesus uh, when he show up? Uh, hello, somebody. Many people think, uh, oh, they can recognize Jesus because a crowd shows up or a circus can come to a crowd. Hello somebody Jesus is nowhere to be found. Hello somebody can you recognize who Jesus is? But Jesus has a way of getting you out of your religion and he tells you about yourself. Oh say to your neighbor, neighbor oh neighbor, I want God to tell me about me. Hello somebody. It's faking and shaking going on. She she had religious talk, but she didn't have religious walk. And Jesus had to uh, give some, assert some things about her. He asked her, he he, uh, he asked her a question uh, about her husband, and this is her reply: "I have no husband." She replied. Jesus said to her, "You are right when you say that you have no husband." Oh, in verse 17 and 18 of John chapter 04. And he, and he brought a mind. He said, the, the fact is, you have had five husbands. Hello, Elizabeth Taylor. And the man that you are with is not your husband. Hello, somebody. You, what you have just said is quite true. Hello, somebody. Jesus told her, about herself. She lost her. Oh, all this exterior about this religious talk. All that. Oh, I want to know how you're living. Hello, somebody. And I asked you something personal. Where were you last night? Hello, somebody. You come in there and here in church. Oh, and people think that you're tired, but you were at the club last night. Hello, somebody. You're tired. Oh, oh, because you were at the casino last Last night losing all your money. Somebody in here, oh, you're tired. Oh, because you were running women all night and decided to come in this place. You're tired. Oh, oh, and you came here. Oh, everybody think that you're married in town, but you're not married. Hello, somebody. Everybody know your past. Oh, you come here looking sanctimonious. You come in here looking sanctified. Oh, but God knows your sex life. You done been with five men and the man that you, oh, that you with right now, oh, oh guess what? It's not your husband. Hello, somebody, somebody in here. Oh, God is trying to tell you about yourself. Hello, somebody. You ain't all as holy as you appear. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Say to your neighbor, 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 oh, neighbor. God has uncovered you. Hello, somebody. He's giving you a revelation. 
Hello, somebody. You ain't all that in a bag of chips and dip. Hello, somebody. He revelated to her. Hello, somebody. God is trying to revelate and let you know. I, I, know what you, I know what you did last night. Hello, somebody. And you're up in here trying to be in Sunday school. I know what you did last night. Hello, somebody. You're up oh, in the choir. Maybe not here, but somewhere God is saying, I know what you did last night. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And if you would know me, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be giving your life away for this thing called love. Oh love. Oh it's the worship place for many folk in our culture. Because they'll do anything for love. And they spend their whole life looking for the one. The one to love them. And they give their body away. They give their life away. Oh, she had been married five times looking for love. And all the wrong men were going out with all the wrong men. Oh, she read a Bible. Oh, but she didn't obey a Bible. Oh, hello, somebody. She read about, she knew about the Messiah, but she didn't know the Messiah. Right. All she knew about was looking for love. Hello, somebody. That's what some of you are here today. And many folk be up in the church looking holy and right, but let them find a man. Hello, somebody. And there's some folk up in here. You're up in here, but you're not up in here all the way because you don't do all the way what God says. You do what your wife tells you to do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The wife is all up in your ear, and it's affecting your job. It's affecting your ministry. She's telling you all the wrong things to say and to do in the household of the Lord, and it's affecting you. You and, and you like this woman in the text uh, oh have given your life away for love uh, and you don't have her in her right place All right. you don't have him uh, in his right place uh, if he say don't go to church uh, you at home hello somebody next to him Hello, somebody. Now, no, no man can tell me not to go to church. Right. Hello, some. No woman can tell me not, not to go to church. Right. If my wife don't want to go, guess what? I'll be up in here by myself. Saying, uh, praise the Lord. Hello, somebody. If my children don't want to go, I'll be up in here praising the Lord. Hello, somebody. Because I worship God and God alone. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. And it's the most important relationship that I have with anybody is my relationship with God and if anybody try to influence me in another way guess what I gotta holler at you I gotta holler at you because I love the Lord I have a personal relationship with God and I obey him and I obey him only hello somebody and when I'm in a relationship, I'm in church. And I'm in, when I'm outside of a relationship, I'm in church. Hello, sir. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, single, sir. Oh, you don't need to date somebody that don't go to the Lord. Hello, somebody. All right. I said to the Lord. Because if they're with the Lord, they'll go to church. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Some people like to cut the body of Christ out. No. How can I cut the bride of Christ out? Hello, somebody. If you love me, guess what? You'll love my wife. Hello, somebody. If you love me, hello, somebody. You'll love my husband. Hello, wholesome father-in-laws up in here. You don't necessarily like the man she married, but you still love him. Hello, somebody. And vice versa. Hello, somebody. She was living for love and all the wrong people. And Jesus told her about herself. You got a form of religion. 
Hello, somebody. You're a fan uh, and not a follower. Hello, somebody. Oh, all right. Dr. Evans talked about that in the book of Genesis uh, where God is identified as Yahweh Elo Elohim. Hello, somebody. Yahweh means mass. Oh, and Elo Elohim. Uh, and when you talk about making gods, uh, he's got to be your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Oh, your master. And guess what? Your master gets to tell you what to do. Uh, oh, Jesus can't be my homeboy. We got a movement where we casualize Jesus and we call Jesus your homeboy. No, Jesus can't be my homeboy because guess what? My homeboy can't tell me what to do. My Lord. Hello, somebody. He's got to be master. Oh, she know him as Elohim, but she had no, she didn't know. Oh, oh, she didn't know Yahweh. Hello, somebody. Yeah. And we got a lot of folk in the church like that today. But kingdom men, we're trying to change that around. Oh, we serve a Lord God. Hello, somebody. We serve a God that's, that's our master who gets to tell us what to do, where to go. Hello, somebody. When to jump, how to jump. Hello, somebody. We serve a master. She knew Elohim, but she did not know Yahweh. Hello, somebody. And God had to tell her about herself. Because God is the only one that knows about himself. This is a rendition of this conversation in the movie. Of this meeting. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by the trip, sat down by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw some water. <coughs> Give me a drink of water. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? Jews will not use the same cups and bowls that Samaritans use. If you only knew what God gives. And who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would ask him. He would give you a life-giving water. Sir, you don't have a bucket and the well is deep. Where would you get that life-giving water? It was our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well. <coughs> his children and his flocks all drank from it. Mm. You don't claim to be greater than Jacob, do you? Yeah. Those who drink this water will get thirsty again. But those who drink the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. Mm. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring which will provide them with life-giving water and give them eternal life. Yes. Sir, give me that water. Then I will never be thirsty again. Nor will I have to come here to draw water. Go and call your husband and come back. I don't have a husband. You're right when you say you don't have a husband. You've been married to five men and the man you live with now is not really your husband. Mm. You've told me the truth. Oh, you are a prophet, sir. My Samaritan ancestors worshipped God on this mountain. But you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where we should worship God. Believe me, woman. A time will come when people will not worship the Father either on this mountain or in Jerusalem. Right. 
We Samaritans do not really know whom you worship. But we Jews know whom we worship because it is from the Jews that salvation comes. But the time is coming. And it's already here. When by the power of God's Spirit, people will worship the Father as he really is. Offering him the true worship that he wants. God is Spirit. And only by the power of his Spirit and people worship him as he really is. Amen. Amen. Yeah. She had a form of godliness. She knew Elohim, but she did not know Yahweh. Hello, somebody. All right. And she needed to get saved. Yeah. And there's some folk maybe in this place, you know Elohim. Hello, somebody. But you do not know Yahweh. Hello, somebody. And there's some folk in this place. She was caught up in her theology. And she was caught up in the historicity of what was going on. She was hanging around at Jacob's well. Hello, somebody. Oh, and Jacob was a very important person in Judaism. Hello, somebody. But, but, but God wanted to do more than what he did in history. He was looking to meet her at the side of the well. And he was looking to do something new. Hello, somebody. Don't get caught up in your history. Because God may show up and want to do something new. He may want to move in a new and in a greater way. Who is Jacob compared to my dealer? Something to even ask that question. Yeah. Hello, somebody. I don't care about the history. I don't care about Jake. I don't care about his way. When Jesus shows up, Jesus. hello, somebody. If you don't believe me, ask what happened to old brother Pete. Oh, when two prophets showed up on that hill and he was impressed with what was going on with those two prophets. Oh, they had died and they showed up on the hill and Peter tried to put those two prophets. On the same level of Jesus. And guess what? God did. God had to shut that worship service yeah, down. Yeah, he did. Hello, somebody. Because nobody is like Jesus. And Bethlehem, we've got to get over our history. I know we've been here 111 years, but God wants to do something new. Jesus is showing up this Sunday morning saying, Hey, I know about your history, but I want to do something new. I want to do something greater. I want to move in a more powerful way. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, call God wants to move right here, right now, in this time. Hello, somebody. This woman, God would use. I remember the first sermon I preached at the Concord Church. It was entitled, A Woman Named Nobody. And I talked about uh, Samson's mother. She appeared on scripture, but God didn't oh, reveal her name. She was a woman named Nobody. And this woman by the side of the well is the same way. We could call her a woman named Nobody because God likes to choose nobodies to use in an extraordinary way. Folk, oh, the religious folk wouldn't want to be seen with a hello somebody. Nobody oh, would want to be seen with her. She would look like that there was nothing impressive about her. But Jesus showed up and he touched the life of a nobody. Is there anybody here today who 
Jones, a woman named nobody. Right. Nobody knows you. Nobody cares about you. Oh, even your own mama and daddy. Oh, don't like it, but God says I still can use you. Is there a man in here? A man named nobody. Nobody notice you. Nobody listens to you. Oh, but God wants to choose a nobody to cause something to happen within this church. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor. God wants to use you in Jesus' name. And this nobody of a woman would cause revival to happen. Hello, somebody. And what did she do? She went back to the town. And I just wish I could just have a few people up in this place that would go back to the town and tell people about Jesus. Tell him that he told you about yourself. Tell him all that you believed in him. He's no longer just Elohim. He is Yahweh. He's my Lord and my Savior. He told me about myself and as a result, I get to go and tell others about him. Hello, somebody. Oh, it says, this is her testimony. Oh, and I'd like to say anybody can witness that's come in contact with Jesus because you don't have to have the ABCs of testifying or witnessing. You don't have to have the one, two, threes. You don't even have to have uh, the Romans rose uh, uh, of uh, witnessing. Uh, all you got to do uh, is go back uh, to the town. Go back. Uh, oh, to Paul's Valley. Go back uh, to Davis. Go back uh, to Elmore City. Go back uh, and tell others uh, about Jesus. Uh, what did she say? She said, come see a man who told me everything I did. Could he be the Messiah? Hello, somebody. Come see a man who told me about myself in Jesus name John chapter 3 verse 18 says whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the in the name of God's one and only son his name is Jesus Jesus Christ Oh, Nazareth. Oh, oh, that's all you need for a miracle in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk out of this place and tell others about the Savior. Get up and walk out of this place and tell others about Jesus. It's a divine announcement. Hello, somebody. It's always dangerous to be around no old Christians because old Christians a lot of time lose their zeal to tell others about Jesus but it's funny how oh how the, how the people of old who knew Jesus it, was, it didn't matter whether it was in the first year or the tenth year or the thirtieth year they would say I got a testimony I got to go out and tell others about the goodness of God and people who have truly been saved, who know him not just as Elohim, but as Yahweh. Oh, they go out and tell others. They announce to others about Jesus. Yes. Amen. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. When was the last time you made this announcement? 
to others. This announcement should be made every day, by the way. In some way or some form, uh, uh, talking to others uh, about you, tweeting uh, about you, uh, Facebook, whatever you do, however you can, oh, communicate, uh, text in uh, about Jesus, announce to the world about this Jesus, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hello, somebody. We're going to listen to this song uh, by Mahalia Jackson. woman by the well. Mm-hmm. This is why we're talking about the faith of Samaria. Mm-hmm. It's because after Jesus met this woman by the well, there was a divine abundance. Mm-hmm. And the divine abundance was, as the text says, 
Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Hello, somebody. He told me everything I ever done. Revival took place because Jesus met a woman at the well. Hello, somebody, and told her about herself. We're praying that God would have some divine appointments for us this next week. Yes, Lord, that's right. That that, that we can run into a a woman by the well. Hello, somebody. And mind you, the one he wants you to witness to may not look like you. Hello, somebody. She may not have a a fancy hat like you do. Hello, somebody. She may not wear a drive around in a fancy car like you do. Hello, somebody. But Jesus is going to put you in a place where you can oh, tell her about herself, which, 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 which lets her know oh, that we all are sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God. Hello, Jesus had a little talk, oh, but this talk took place around the church or in Christian. Some folk you know that are not evidencing oh, the, 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 the salvation of Christ because of the way they live. And maybe that person that God sends you to, uh, oh, for you to witness to. Hello, somebody. <coughs> well, whoever it is, uh, oh, be open, be open cross culturally. Hello, somebody, like they were. Oh, be open. Uh, hello, somebody, uh, cross economics. Uh, you may be rich and need to share, or you may be poor and need to share with somebody that's rich. Uh, hello, somebody. Hello, Sunday school. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. God has a divine appointment and a divine abundance that he wants to happen to take place within this church. We got enough religious folk running around. All right. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. We've got to get folks saved. Even in the church. Hello, somebody. People who know John 3.16, somebody needs to be saved. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But when true salvation takes place, it is a divine abundance. Many of the Samaritans in the town, oh, through this one woman, this one name, no name woman. Hello, somebody. Right. Don't just witness the folk that got names. Hello, somebody. Folk that's just like you. Hello, somebody. I remember uh, my oh, wife yeah. and I had an oh, opportunity right. to witness it. You would think, uh, you would have saw us. We was all dressed up and, and, and had to get our car towed. And, and the guy that came to tow our car, God was moving for us to witness to him. We was all G'd up. Hello, somebody. And he was a, a tow man and he was looking every bit of ruddy. And, every, and his wife was looking every bit of ruddy. But we tried to share Jesus with him. Hello, somebody. And wanted him in this church. Hello, somebody. Are you ready for some ruddy people to come up here? Hello, somebody. Are you ready for that woman on the side of, uh, by the well and and everybody that she knows? In the past, this church had not been ready for that. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But God says, I'm preparing you and I want this to happen because church is about me. 
It's not just about you. This is not a club. Hello, somebody. Churches, some churches become clubs. Some churches are known as silk stocking churches. You know what a silk stocking church is? Everybody in there, every woman in there got on a pair of silk stockings. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Drive fancy cars. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And like we said in Sunday school, riches are neither here nor there. You can glorify God with riches and you can glorify God without them. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And I'm not saying that you got to be poor. Hello, somebody. But I will say that you got to be saved. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. Because if you're saved, you want everybody to be saved. No matter how they look, no matter where they come from. Oh, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We're praying that God would enable us to learn from this no-name woman who has a testimony. And went out to tell others about him. Yes, Amen. Our eyes closed, heads bowed. Saints supreme. We're entering. Deacons, will you come? We're entering to this time where we open up the doors of the church. Really, the doors of the church were, was opened over 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died Amen. on that cross called Calvary. But this is a time to respond to the word of God. And this is why we cannot take this moment for granted. We cannot take it for granted that everybody in here is saved. Because they may know God, Elohim, but don't Elohim, but but not know Yahweh. Hello, somebody. And really, that's the only way you can know him. That's his first name. Hello, somebody. You got to know him by his first name. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. She was known regionally. We didn't know her name, but we knew where she was from. We didn't know her name. But it's that no name woman that can cause uh, someone today to get saved. Uh, If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which which is evidenced by the life that you live, uh, then it's time for you to get right. Hello, somebody. All eyes, those heads are bowed. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ was able to die for my sins. And over 2,000 years ago, he told me about myself as he was in the garden of Gethsemane praying, saying, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done as he was praying to die for me. He would have to leave the garden of Gethsemane and he would be tried for crimes uh, that he didn't commit. uh, And they would crucify him. They would put a crown of thorns uh, on his head. uh, Oh, and a cross on his back and lead him through the streets of Jerusalem. They would would take him to a hill called Golgotha and nail him to the cross. And raise him up between two thieves. uh, As if to say that he was just like them. Hello, somebody. I'm not asking you how long you've had your membership. Right. I'm not even asking you how long you've known God. But can you truly believe that Jesus on that cross died for your sins? The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hello, somebody. And Jesus, even to this day, is telling us we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. He's telling us about ourselves. Oh, and he died on that cross telling us about ourselves. He was put in a grave telling us about ourselves. Oh, 
for three days telling us about ourselves that he had to die for our sins but I'm so glad that he had enough power to raise again on the third day oh and when he raised again on the third day oh he had fulfilled that punishment and taken on the sins of the world that you today may be saved and if you're here today do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're not asking for membership. Members don't like to obey the word of God. Oh Lord, I know that's right. We're asking for lordship. Are, are you ready to make him your Lord? Are you ready to stop running? Or are you ready to stop thinking and shaking? Are you ready to truly give your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Ready to make him master and savior. And if you're here today, you don't remember a time that you've done that. Hello you again, this is Pastor Michael Vuitton. I've been your if host you don't remember for a time today's that you've done that, program. Out Before we sign off, right we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms and his terms is Jesus Christ the Bible said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God but the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died God's only son God's love Christ died for us so in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born household of faith here at Bethlehem again we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley Oklahoma 55 miles south of Oklahoma City we'd love to see you in our services and if you're listening throughout the world listening throughout the United States Canada United Kingdom or even China we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible believing Bible teaching Bible living church where you can grow up and the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. 
because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really has spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in an economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.